On today's talent cast, I quote both Adamant and David Bowie, so you can guess about exactly how old I am. We'll be right back. Hello, and welcome to the Talent Cast. I'm your host, James Ellis. We're here to talk about employer branding and talent acquisition, talent recruitment marketing at some fairly deep levels. We're not here to pitch books. We're not here to pitch software. This is a 100% pitch-free zone. We're here to go back to first principles and really think through what it's going to take for you to be better at employer brand and talent acquisition, for you to win the war for talent. Yes, that's a bad metaphor. Yes, people shouldn't say it. Yes, it's also my Twitter handle, so I can't help you. This will not be your standard podcast. This will be a little goofy, a little weird, a little bit of me. Hopefully, you're going to learn something from it. If you like it, please tell people. Uh, if you like it a lot, review us on iTunes and Google Play. Otherwise, you can hear, learn more about us or talk to us directly on Twitter, again, at the War for Talent, or just go to our website, thetalentcast.com. So that having been said, here's the show. Hey, James Ellis here on the, the Talent Cast. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, yeah, let's just get right to it. Um, to start off with, I uh, a little bit about myself. I, I subscribe to both GQ and um, Esquire. I don't have the means to afford the clothes which they, they offer. I think spending more than two or 300 bucks on a jacket is something you do every once in a while, not just kind of whatever. I don't have $1,000 suits. Uh, would love some. Thanks if you're offering. Yes, that'd be great. Uh, but I, I only bring it up because I do follow what quote-unquote men's fashion is to some extent. And there was a time at which a couple years ago when I followed the, the, the fashion blogs, the men's fashion blogs, they started to sprout up and the sprezzatura, which is the Italian kind of idea that you should have a little flair with your clothing and that started to show up and there's a lot of um, street photography about who was wearing what, especially in the big cities. And that was kind of following. It was kind of fun. It was kind of interesting. I did not wear those things and I could not afford to wear those things and frankly I didn't have the the body of a small Italian model to kind of pull off most of those things but you know it was kind of fun to follow and it was interesting and you could see these subtle trends as they changed as you watched pleated khakis become the death nail and and and, you know I remember in the 80s and 90s when um, suit jackets had padded sleeves not just for women but for men too oh my god they look like just we look like football players. It was crazy. And I'm sorry, I have a lot of European listeners, American football players, not European football players who have different fashion issues. Um, <laughs> I just kind of had a moment where I'm like, where is this going? This actually is going somewhere. Um, and the fashions change. And the, the, the big padded shoulders go away. The lapels shrink down. The uh, pleats on your khakis go away the you know no longer do you want to break in your um in your um the hem you know you want to break in your your legs which is to say the hem the crease down the front should be have a little moment where it folds over on itself which by the way is the texan where to wear jeans as i remember as a child that you actually had your dream your jeans pressed and uh, bleached, I'm sorry, not bleached, but uh, starched, and they could almost stand up on their own, and they were extra long because you wore cowboy boots where you were supposed to, as of course this was Texas, and that's not a joke. Um, and they're supposed to cover the, the, a lot of the boot, and so they had they were longer jeans. And I watched those fashions go away, and of course, jeans got shorter, and you're supposed to show a little ankle and some very interesting sock, or the fact that you're wearing no socks, and some double-strap monk's shoes. Um, or the jackets got smaller, and they got up to the point where they no longer stopped where your 
fingers were curled, but they went up a couple inches, so they were almost waistcoats, uh, and lapels got super small, and of course the most important thing was all your jackets had to have working buttons on the sleeves, and uh, if they were kissing buttons, all the better, uh, just to show that it wasn't just some piece of junk off the rack jacket that some poor little Vietnamese person had to slap together, or an Indonesian person had to slap together in a warehouse. Um, the fashions change. And you're expected to follow fashion. And then you read the articles and you say, here's the fashion, here's the fashion, here's the fashion. But all the pictures say, here's the fashion, but here's how we're breaking the fashion. Here is a wild scarf on a dude that you'd never expect, and you, whose name is not Steven Tyler. Here is um, suddenly, you know, the idea of wearing a lot of jewelry came into fashion three or four years ago. Again, the Sprezzazura or whatever it's called. You know, men would wear a lot of wrist, uh, wristbands and bracelets. To You know, they were leather, they were metal, they weren't necessarily jewelry jewelry, but they were something to kind of show a little style. Uh, a ring or two, a hat, a scarf. It was accessorizing like crazy, uh, unusual pants. Um, you know, a couple years ago, all of the jackets were solid colors or had very, very, very subtle plaids to them. Now, the louder the jacket, the more interesting and funny. And that's fashion. Fashion changes. And for women, I have to imagine it's infinitely more complex. By the way, not a woman. Can't really speak from experience. I just know. I have no idea what's going on over there. But for men, it's straightforward, but it's simple and slow, but it changes all the time. The problem is, and I bring all this up because I was struck the other day by how what fashion magazine articles were talking about sounded fascinatingly similar to how recruitment articles are sounding these days. Here are best, uh, best case scenarios. Here are best practices. Here is what you're supposed to be doing. Here is how you're supposed to use Facebook. Here is how you're supposed to use uh, your ERP. Here is how you're supposed to use Program, uh, programmatic media. Here's how you're supposed to do this and this and this and this. It sounds like fashion because how you're supposed to use Facebook today is not how you were supposed to use Facebook four or five years ago. And certainly five, 10 years ago, no one even knew to consider Facebook as a recruiting channel, right? I mean, it was there, but no one used it. It was only for kids, you know, the college kids. It was fashion how you're supposed to use SEO or why you're supposed to care about SEO or SEM or social media or content marketing. It's fashion, okay? When I worked at an agency, one year it was all about programmatic. One year it was all about content and social. One year it was all about uh, SEO. One year it was all about something else. And that fashion changed and everybody was expected to follow along. And the articles got written about, hey, everybody, you're supposed to do this now. Hey, everybody, you're not supposed to wear white pants after Labor Day. Again, for my European listeners, Labor Day is a day in September, uh, early September, signifying the end of summer. And if you wear white pants after that, it's somewhat gauche because white pants are a summer thing. And it's the dumbest rule that ever happened, except for the fact that in the winter, nobody wants to wear white pants because they get sloppy. So other than that, it's a dumb rule. But it's fashion. And you're expected to follow fashion. And everybody talks about it like fashion. Everybody follows the trends. Everybody wants to know what's the next big trend. Everybody wants to know what's the next tool they're supposed to be using. Everybody wants to know what the next big thing to follow is, what they're supposed to care about next. Fashion is stupid. Following fashion only works not to get ahead, but to avoid looking dumb. Right? I read GQ and Esquire so that I know, hey, that jacket you have with the big lapels, stick it in the back of that closet, come back in 10 years. Not anymore. 
Hey, that jacket, three button jacket that's a little more stiff, yeah, that's not the thing anymore. You want an unlined jacket, cotton or linen would be best. Um, very unstructured, very it's almost flimsy. It almost feels like a sweatshirt, but that's fine. But I'm, we're still going to charge you $1,200 for it. Anyway, that's what you should be wearing now. This is fashion. And since I'm telling you these rules, I'm telling everyone these rules, thus everyone will be do it. This is how you keep from looking dumb. This is how everyone's supposed to look these days. And then we watch videos from the 80s and go, why the hell was everybody wearing Dayglow? What the hell was up with those jelly bracelets? Why was everybody scrunchies and hair, you know, ties on the side of their head? Dudes, what's up with that jacket? You play football? What is going on with those pants? How much fabric did you need to make that suit? You could make two suits with that suit. My God, what are you doing? And we feel crazy because we look back at the fashion of the past and we go, <laughs> we were so silly back then. And then 10 years from now, we do it again. By the way, Esquire saying we should wear pleated khakis again. What in God's name is happening in this world? Anyway. Fashion isn't about making you better. Fashion is about avoiding looking dumb. It's a defensive motion. It's a defensive action. It's not how you get good. It's how you keep from looking bad. Simple as that. And the same is true for recruitment marketing. Everybody's pitching solutions. Everybody's pitching this idea, that idea. And honestly, you're, they're pitching these rules around which they're supposed to work, but no one really knows. But if everybody's doing it, no one gets fired for doing it. If this is the year of Facebook or this is the year of Instagram or this is the year of video recruiting or whatever the, this is the year of, and you, you can show me a thousand other big name companies doing it, when you convince your boss to do it and it doesn't really move the needle, it's not your fault. You were told to do it. The fashion magazines told you to do it. So you did it. And if it didn't work, well, that's just the fates and we'll try it again next year. Follow the rule. Following these rules doesn't guarantee success. It just guarantees that no one's going to blame you when they don't. And that sucks. I mean, you followed the rules, right? So what, what, that's not your fault. You followed the rules. And as I said in previous podcasts, there's nothing HR likes more than a rule and following it to the letter. And if you are there following the rules, you can't get in trouble. I mean, you won't do your job any better and you won't be able to recruit any better, but yeah, you won't get fired. You're fine. Hey, uh, just interrupting myself for just a second, just to remind you that because this podcast has made me extraordinarily wealthy, there's really nothing you can do. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to make any commercials or anything. You do not have to donate anything at all to keep this podcast going. Again, wealthy beyond my wildest dreams. Thank you all. I appreciate it. All you can do to help me make this podcast even better somehow is to review us on iTunes and Google Play and other places that you review and share podcast information. That's all you got to do. Leave some stars, leave a review, whatever you got to do. We really appreciate it. It's what keeps us going. Thanks to the people who've done it already, but keep them coming. We really do, like I said, we really do appreciate that. That's all I had to say. Again, I want to stop interrupting myself to bring you the amazing voices of me. Bye. So I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this right now. And if you got kids listening, cover their ears. Earmuff kids, screw the rules. Rules are stupid. To quote the one and only Adam Ant, we don't follow fashion. That'd be a joke. And that is the truth. That is the truth about recruitment marketing. If you decide to use a tactic because a thousand other people are using a tactic, how special is that tactic? If you get into SEO because everybody else is getting into SEO, if you're not the first in but you're the one millionth in, you are playing catch up for the rest of your life. You are playing defense. You're doing it because you don't want to look silly because you don't want to be the only idiot who didn't invest in SEO. When you could take your time 
and money that you would have invested in SEO when everybody else is investing in SEO, and you invested it someplace else where nobody was. You know why you didn't do that? Because it was scary. Because it wasn't in fashion. You are the person wearing big pants in the, you know, now. You're wearing the big old jacket with the football padding. And you know what? People pull it off. That's what I love about fashion magazines. They always show the one guy or the couple of guys who are just pulling it off. I'm going to break a bunch of rules here, but I know why I'm breaking it. I have a reason for why I'm breaking it, and I'm breaking it, and I'm pulling it off, my friend. I don't care what it is. I don't care if they're ostentatious boots. I don't care if it's jewelry or no jewelry. I don't care. Hey, you know Pharrell, the guy who does the Minion song and was in a band called Nerd and produced a pretty much every song that you liked in the early 2000s? He wore the world's biggest hat. What was it, the Grammys? To the point where even Arby's was making fun of him and their logo was a big cowboy hat. It was a ludicrous hat. It was an insanely stupid hat. It was laughable. Not laughable after the fact or snickering behind his back, but at your face, laughable. The man pulled it off. The man pulled it off. Good for you, Pharrell. That is a dumb hat. But man, you pulled that off. Good for you. So don't take from recruiting marketing model what the magazines say to do. Here are the rules. Follow the rules. Again, earmuffs, kids. Screw the rules. If you want to place the word screw with a four-letter word starting with F, feel free. I certainly thought about it. But forget the rules. The rules are there for other people. The rules are there for people who don't know what they're doing. The rules are there for people who don't think about this stuff and worry about this stuff and care about this stuff and understand why things do or don't work. The rules are there for the sheep to follow. I follow the rules that GQ and Esquire magazine lay out because why? Because I don't have the time to be the guy worrying about the jewelry and looking at every blog and thinking about why this jacket works and that job. I have a day job. I got a thing. This, this is an interest but not something I take seriously. It's interesting. The articles are good. That's why I read it. I don't really take fashion seriously. I don't spend most of my budget on my closet. So I follow the rules. In recruitment marketing, I certainly don't. Why? Because I'm smart and I think it through and this is what I worry about and focus on all day, every day, just like you. To quote David Bowie, we are the goon squad and we're coming to town. In your head, you just went beep, beep, and I love you for it. <laughs> Fashion turned to the left, right? Everybody follow along. You can't be mad when you're following along. You can't be blamed when you're following along, except you are smarter than that. Regardless of what the podcasts say, regardless of what the articles say, whether they're mine or not, doesn't matter. I don't want you to listen to me because I say, hey, by the way, this is the year of content marketing, which by the way, I've said in many articles. I want you to think it through. I want you to say, okay, content marketing is the thing. Let me understand it. Let me understand why it's supposed to work. And then let me have the brains to actually evaluate the concept on its merits relative to my specific needs. And you know why you do that? Because you're a damn professional is what you was you are a rock star of this job. That is what you're expected to do. This is why they pay you. Not to follow fashion, but to make it. To decide when to choose the rule, to change the rules and break the rules and which rules you need to follow and when you wear just a big old hat. Right? That's what fashion is in recruiting. Hey everybody, we're all talking about this now. Hey everybody, we're all talking about bots and AI. So what? 
there is a killing in the recruitment marketing world made on the backs of, I don't know, email, texting, SEO probably. There's probably open areas still there to be left to be found, and especially when everybody who three years ago invested in SEO, like it was the, the, the second coming of, of ATSs, they invested like crazy, and then fashion changed, you know, I went, oh, okay, we're all about SEM now? Oh, okay, we have to spend money now? Great, okay, I'll do that, I'll do that. And they all go do that. They all left their SEO just kind of sitting there. And as the world of SEO changed and they didn't change their strategy, they got worse and worse. So that means for you, now is the time to invest in SEO. Why? Because ain't nobody caring about SEO this year. By the way, <laughs> this is the year to care about SEO. Why? Because Google got into jobs. <laughs> because Google just relaunched the second SEO revolution. Mazel tov. Go for it. This is the best time to get into the thing that's not fashionable. Bots ain't going to do it. Bots are great for helping you streamline some processes that already exist. They're not necessarily going to help you drive better applicants but making yourself available to people looking for jobs might. Your job is to be smart at this, not to follow fashion, not to follow the rules, but to decide what rules apply to you and why and choose accordingly. So that's what I got. Short podcast this week, uh, but you know, I think I said something there. You know, and, and I, I improv this every single time. I had literally three bullet points and yes, I did write down the quotes because I didn't want to mess them up. But, you know, you improv this every time. You never know where you land. So I think, I think we got something there. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, otherwise, I'm speaking in a couple places in Vegas and San Francisco. If you are looking for someone to speak, uh, you want to talk to me because I get to be a ham, and I love to be a ham in front of people. I think you've noticed that. Um, give me a shout-out. Otherwise, uh, Twitter at The War for Talent, website, thetalentcast.com. Um, bug me, annoy me, ask me questions, tell me I misspelled something. I misspelled something. What am I, drunk? Uh, no, it's just coffee. Um, you know, leave a review, all that good stuff. Tell, tell your friends. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.